Jasmine Kaur was 21 years old when she decided to end her toxic relationship with a 23-year-old man named Tariq Jod Singh. But what was initially an end of a toxic relationship escalated into something incredibly horrendous because a few months after their breakup, her body was discovered, bounded, blindfolded, and buried in a shallow grave. Today, we'll be talking about the case of Jasmine Kaur. The story begins with a man by the name of Tariq Jod Singh. And Tariq Jod was originally from the Samala region of India, but he later moved to the city of Adelaide in Australia to pursue his studies in computer science. It was at this time when he met Jasmine Kaur, who was originally from Nanga, India. Now, Jasmine, she was a nursing student from University of South Australia, and her whole family was already living in Adelaide at the time she was attending uni. A lot of people would describe her as a beautiful soul who was kind and sweet, especially to residents, since she was already taking care of patients as a nurse at that time. After Jasmine and Tariq Jad met, they started dating, and like any other relationship, it started all great. But it seemed like Tariq Jad was a little more obsessed with Jasmine, and this obsession became more and more evident as time went by. He started to be controlling and protective over her, demanding her to tell him where she is and who she's with at all times. He would even ask her things like, who did you talk to today? He just felt so entitled to intrude in her life, and it's to the point where he doesn't even allow her to go out with her friends, and every time she does, he would call her and force her to go back home immediately. Someone's insecure. I don't think that's insecurity. Oh, that's I think not that, insecurity? Yeah, I think it's just like an abusive pattern. You know, he just wants control over her. And so after nine months of being together, specifically on January 4th of 2021, Jasmine couldn't take her boyfriend's behavior anymore, and she decided to call it quits with him. She tried ending her relationship, but he didn't take it well at all. There was even a time where Tariq Jod interrupted Jasmine's break time during her shift at work to beg for her to take him back. He told her that he would end himself if she was to leave him. And here's the thing. Suicide threats, or also known as coercive control, happens a lot in toxic relationships, and it's a form of emotional abuse. And the suicide threats that abusers use against their victims are almost always empty threats. You might be wondering, what if my partner is really struggling with mental health and does have suicidal ideation? Now, the difference between someone who is really struggling with mental health versus an abuser who uses suicide threats as a weapon is that the goal of the abusers is not to die, the goal of the abuser is to have power over the victim. There's a sense of malice behind it. These suicidal threats are made to manipulate the victim into doing what the abuser wants. Some clinical psychologists even believe that suicidal threats are actually one of the highest form of emotional abuse, and the threats of suicides can be as explicit as saying, I'll kill myself if you leave, or as subtle as, you won't have to worry about me much longer. If your partner uses threats of violence, including suicide, to control you, that's a huge red flag, even if they never intend to follow through with a threat. Suicidal threats are linked to increasing violence within the relationship. Don't ignore it. It's in your best interest to work with a domestic violence advocate to create a safety plan and prepare an escape as soon as possible before things escalate. 
So after the suicide threats Tariq Jaw told Jasmine, she actually called a friend of his to check up on him, and his friends ended up taking him to a hospital where he then wrote a suicide letter for her. In the letter, he was basically blaming her and her family for the downfall of their relationship. But he didn't actually commit suicide, because the next day, he and another member of his family went to Jasmine's house that she shared with her aunt. And at first, he was trying to again persuade her to take him back, even convince her to come with them. And when she yet again refused, he then played TikTok videos of both of them in a hotel room in an attempt to diminish her reputation. What do you mean TikTok videos? What kind of videos did he show to the family? Like him doing some TikTok dance with her? So like in Asian culture especially, because they're also like from Asia, it's very taboo to be in a hotel room with someone you're not married with. That's why he used that against her, yeah. Oh, I see, I see. And I see this often, like revenge porn cases where the revenge porn perpetrator would send the content to family members as a way to kind of quote-unquote taint the victims. And honestly, there are times where I see like the families actually do turn out to blame the victim instead of getting them out of the abuse, especially here in Indonesia. Like, not only it hurts the victim even more, but it gives the perpetrator a sense of power. It's so ridiculous because, okay, he's trying to quote-unquote taint her reputation when he is also there. Yeah. It's consensual it's, and they both consented to doing it. Takes two to tangle. Exactly. I don't get how this alone can shift the blame to the victim for some reason. The next day, he returned again to her workplace and waited near her car for her to finish her shift. And after she ignored him, he followed her all the way home and continued to beg for her to get back together. And this time, he didn't only threaten to end himself, he also threatened to spread videos of them together, aka revenge porn, if she didn't do what he said. And after refusing him yet again, he actually sent those videos to Jasmine's mother, which led her to be distressed and upset. So this is when she's had enough and decided to walk into the police station to file a report about Tariq Jod. This actually resulted in the police to caution Tariq Jod for stalking, and they also said that if there's another report to be filed in the future, he will be registered as an offender. After this incident, Tariq Jod was nowhere to be seen again in Jasmine's life, and Jasmine finally could breathe for a while. It turned out though, for a whole month right before March 5th, 2021, Tariq Jod was planning her murder. Because in early March 2021, Tariq Jod was seen heading over to a local bunning store where he would make a string of very suspicious purchases. He bought a shovel, cable ties, gaver tape, jerry can. Wait, wait. Cable ties? Cable ties. What's a cable tie? Cable or cable? Oh no. <laughs> I want cable. Oh no, it's cable ties. So, what did he purchase? He purchased cable ties, gaver tape, jerry can, and gloves and a shovel. Okay. Hmm. I mean, even if a person buys that, nobody will question him. It will be like, oh, he wants to. Plant something. Plant something and burn something at once. Hmm. But if it's too suspicious, you know, like a shovel, 
cable ties, jerry can and gloves. Like, what are you gonna do? You can make bonsai trees. Hmm. I feel like they would only say that this is a very suspicious purchase because of what he they, does after. Yeah, they knew what's happening. So he managed to buy those things, and he was ready to take on his next step. He changed his SIM card and rented a blue metallic Commodore car, and he headed over to Jasmine's workplace. He waited there the entire time for Jasmine to finish working, and as Jasmine walked over to the parking lot towards her car, Tarigjad grabbed her and forced her into his car and abducted her. He then started driving away, but what he didn't know is that every mile of his drive was recorded by the highway camera, basically. So he thought he was slick, right, by changing his SIM card and renting a car when literally the federal officers would know where he was in an instant. At around 10:46 p.m. on March 6, 2021, the highway camera captured their rented car going further and further away from where Jasmine had worked. They were snapped a few times until the time 12:40 a.m. and by this point, Tariq Jad had already been driving for almost three hours. And at 3:07 a.m., five hours and 650 kilometers away from where Jasmine was last seen alive, Tariq Jad's car was snapped by another road camera. He stopped near Flinder Ranges, and it was believed that at this point, Jasmine's hands and feet were tied, and she was blindfolded. He continued to dig a grave with his newly bought shovel, and after he finished, he placed Jasmine inside of the newly dug hole and began piling dirt on top of her conscious, fully awake body. And all she could do at this point was scream. And in spite of her screams, he did not stop until she was completely buried alive. I'm just wondering what's going on in his mind. It's like they've blocked out logic and reasoning. I don't know actually. I'm not an expert on psychology. He then dumped Jasmine's belonging along with the cable ties and newly bought items. His car was snapped again by the camera as it passed the other way, almost 12 hours after the first photo was taken on 6th of March. At this time, Jasmine's family became concerned because she did not attend work that day, and her car was found at the workplace's parking lot. They decided to go to the police station in Henley Street and declare Jasmine to be missing. And for Tariq Jad, he was almost immediately questioned by the police officers the second he got home from his grisly plan. I mean, yeah, he would be the main suspect if she was missing. When he was questioned, though, he told the police that he didn't remember the last time he saw her. However, it would only be a day later, on March 7th, that he told the police that Jasmine was dead. But it didn't have anything to do with him because she had taken her own life. Then he continued to say that he was the one who found her, and he felt sorry. That's why he buried her. That's what he told the police. Oh, he's not really smart, is he? I don't think he's the smartest guy in the world. No. Does he not know an autopsy? From dating a medical student, he should know what an autopsy know. is. Maybe it didn't cross his mind. Like, I don't think. One plus one is two anymore in his mind. Yeah. So after telling the police that she had taken her own life and he was the one who found her and buried her out of pity, the police then asked him to lead them to her exact burial spot, which he had no other options but to do so. 
and the following day, he was arrested and charged with Jasmine Kaur's murder. <laughs> After the investigation, they also found out that Tariq Jod had written text messages to Jasmine that was never sent to her because she blocked him. One of the messages was, and I quote, your bad luck is that I am still alive. Wait and watch each day and every single one will get the answer. But unfortunately, it wasn't sent to her because she blocked him. Hmm. Before the trial took place, Jasmine's family held a memorial at her burial site in mid-March 2021. They laid flowers, teddy bears, and candles at Jasmine's grave in the hopes of turning the site into a place of rest which reflected her beautiful soul. All the way back in India though, Tariq Jod's mom expressed her unrelenting support for her son who had pleaded not guilty, by the way. And she said that according to Tariq Jod, Jasmine committed suicide because her family didn't allow her to be with Tariq Jod. Hmm. And in an act of kindness, Tariq Jod decided to bury her body. His mom even said that had Jasmine's family members agreed to their marriage, both would have been tied in a happy relationship and the end wouldn't be so horrific. The mom is spoiling him. Yeah. Or maybe has been spoiling him. I guess so. Why? How would you support a son when there is proof that he murdered someone? I feel like it's a hard thing for like a mom <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. to come to that realization. Yeah. And so the autopsy results revealed that it was not the case. She did not commit suicide because her family didn't want her to be with Tariq Jod. She was just murdered. Exactly. Essentially, she had suffered a terrible agonizing death through asphyxiation. So she was inhaling dirt to the point that she was no longer alive. And as evidence kept mounting up against him, Tariq Jod changed his plea from not guilty to guilty just a month before his trial was scheduled to start in March 2023. Although he did not tell the details of exactly how he went about abducting and burying Jasmine, the court felt that the evidence along with his guilty plea were sufficient for sentencing. Moreover, the federal officers stated that the evidence showed that Jasmine had clearly endured extreme suffering during the lengthy car trip from Adelaide to Flinder Ranges. As it turned out, that during the drive itself, she was bound and gagged, unable to see where she was or understand where she was going. Tariq Jod was then sentenced to almost 23 years in prison without the possibility of parole and will probably end up spending his entire life locked up in prison. It is also believed that he's likely to soon to be deported back to his home country of India. So Jasmine's mom actually um, made a statement about her death. She said, and I quote, All I can say is that my family and I have already started our life sentence having to spend the rest of our lives without Jasmine. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for today's case. We'll see you in the next one. See ya. Bye. Bye.